Letter sixty two of Letters from Egypt by Lady Lucy Duff Gordon. Read for LibriVox.org into the public domain. To Sir Alexander Duff Gordon, Nile Boat, Urania, May eighteen sixty five. Happy as I was in the prospect of seeing you all, and miserable as poor Upper Egypt has become, I could not leave without a pang. Our Biram was not gay. There was horse riding for Sheikh Gibriel, the cousin of Abul Hagag, and the scene was prettier than I ever saw. My old friend Yunis the Sharif insisted on showing me that at eighty-five he could still handle a horse and throw a garid for Sheikh Gibriel and the lady, as he said. Then arrived the Mufetish of Zenia with his gay attendants and filled the little square in front of the Qadi's castellated house where we were sitting. The young Sheikh of Salamia rode beautifully, and there was some excellent nebut play, sort of very severe quarter-staff peculiar to the fellaheen. Next day was the great dinner given by Mohammed and Mustafa outside Mohammed's house opposite Sheikh Gibriel's tomb. Two hundred men ate at his gate. I went to see it, and was of course asked to eat. Can one like thee eat the melokia of the fellaheen? So I joined a party of five round a little wooden tray, tucked up my sleeve, and ate dipping the bread into the melakia, which is like very sloppy spinach, but much nicer. Then came the master and his servants to deal the pieces of meat out of a great basket, sodden meat, and like Benjamin my piece was the largest, so I tore off a bit and handed it to each of my companions, who said, God take thee safe and happy to thy place and thy children, and bring thee back to us in safety to eat the meat of the festival together once more. The moon rose clear and bright behind the one tall palm-tree that overhangs the tomb of Sheikh Gibriel. He is a saint of homely tastes, and will not have a dome over him, or a cover for his tomb, which is only surrounded by a wall breast-high, enclosing a small square bit of ground, with the rough tomb on one side. At each corner was set up a flag, and a few dim lanterns hung overhead. The two hundred men eating were quite noiseless, and as they rose, one by one washed their hands and went. The crowd melted away like a vision. But before all were gone came the Baluk, or sub-magistrate, a Turkish jack in office, with the manners of a zouave turned parish beetle. He began to sneer at the melakia of the fellaheen, and swore he could not eat it if he sat before it one thousand years. Hereupon Omar began to chafe him. Eat, O Bulak Pasha, and if it swells thy belly, the lady will give thee of the physic of the English, to clean thy stomach upwards and downwards, of all thou hast eaten of the food of the fellaheen. The Bulak is notorious for his exactions, his eating the people, so there was a great laugh. Poor Omar was very ill next day, and every one thought the Buluk had given him the eye. Then came the Mufetish in state, to pay his devoirs to the sheikh in the tomb. He came and talked to Mustafa and Yusuf, and enumerated the people taken for the works, two hundred from Luxor, four hundred from Karnak, three hundred and ten from Zenia, three hundred and twenty from Biadia, and three hundred and eighty from Salamia, a good deal more than half the adult men to go for sixty days, leaving their fields uncultivated and their harem and children hungry, for they have to take all the food for themselves. I rose, sick at heart, from the Mufetish's harsh voice, and went down to listen to the Moonshid's chanting at the tomb, and the Zikir's strange sobbing, Allah, Allah. I leaned on the mud wall, watching the slender figures swaying in the moonlight, when a tall, handsome fella came up in his brown shirt, felt libda, skull-cap, with his blue cotton malaya tied up and full of dried bread on his back. 
the type of the Egyptian. He stood close by me and prayed for his wife and children. Ask our God to pity them, O Sheikh, and to feed them while I am away. Thou knowest how my wife worked all night to bake all the wheat for me, and that there is none left for her and the children. He then turned to me and took my hand and went on, Thou knowest this lady, O Sheikh Gabriel, take her happy and well to her place and bring her back to us, El Fatah, Ya Beshushish, and we said it together. I could have laid my head on Sheikh Gabriel's wall and howled. I thanked him as well as I could for caring about one like me while his own troubles were so heavy. I shall never forget that tall, athletic figure and the gentle brown face with the eleven days moon of Zelhega and the shadow of the palm tree. That was my farewell. The voice of the miserable is with thee. Shall God not hear it? Next day Omar had a sharp attack of fever and was delirious. It lasted only two days, but left him very weak, and the anxiety and trouble was great, for my helping hands were as awkward as they were willing. In a few days arrived the boat Urania. She is very nice, indeed. A small saloon, two good berths, bath and cabinet, and very large kazna, stern cabin. She is dirty, but will be extremely comfortable when cleaned and painted. On the 15th we sailed. Sheikh Yusuf went with me to Kenna, Mustafa and Said going by land, and one of Haji Sultan's disciples and several Luxor men were deck passengers. The Sharif gave me the bread and jars of butter for his grandsons in Gamel Azhar, and came to see me off. We sat on the deck outside as there was a crowd to say good-bye, and had a lot of harem in the cabin. The old Sharif made me sit down on the carpet close to him, and then said we sit here like two lovers, at eighty-five, even an Arab, and a Sharif may be galliard. So I cried, O Sharif, what if Omar tells my master the secret thou hast let out? It is not well of thee. There was a great laugh which ended in the Sharif saying, No doubt thy master is of the best of the people. Let us say the Fatah for him. And he called on all the people, El Fatah, for the master of the lady. I hope it has benefited you to be prayed for at Luxor. I had written so far and passed Minia when I fell ill with pleurisy. I've lots more to tell of my journey, but am too weak after two weeks in bed, and unable to lie down from suffocation, but I am much better now. A man from the Azhar is reading the Koran for me outside, while another is gone with candles to Saeed el-Zainet, the fanatics. End of letter 62. Read by Sibella Denton. All LibriVox files are in the public domain. For more information, please visit LibriVox.org.